hello everyone. This is your girl Lissy Show and welcome back to Did I Make You Shiver? Tonight's episode will be the first true crime episode. Now I know a lot of us do like watching a good crime show. However, I want to make these episodes a little bit more serious only because this world is changing so much on how we treat each other and I just want to make these episodes to spread awareness to those around you and others and also to help people realize these crimes nowadays are becoming worse throughout time. I've watched so many crime shows it's ridiculous but most if not all the shows I watch help me to pay a lot of attention to my surroundings and you just never know what kind of situation you'll end up in. Tonight's episode is called The Nile River Cries. Just a disclaimer, this episode is literally not for the faint of heart. Even for myself, it'll be hard. This will be disturbing information. Well, now let's begin the first true crime episode, The Nile River Cries. So we're going to talk about a man named Abdel Rahim Masur. He is from Egypt. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of this story, but if you haven't, um, they known him as the express train killer. Now I'm going to get into deeper of what that means in a minute, but I just want to say a quick background so you can see why they call him that. So long story short, he was 12 years old when he had to help support his family. They were really poor and just hard on money. So he started working at a cafeteria across town and in a train station. But unfortunately, every time he go back and forth to work, there was a man named Al Turbini who basically beat him up every day and took his money almost every day. So he would just frequently go through this. And then one day, Torbini took it to the next level and he drugged um, Mansoor on a train, raped him, beat him, and threw him off the train while it was moving. Now, Mansoor suffered a lot of injuries, including permanent damage to his right eye, but he was in the hospital for weeks. And from that moment on, he really, he was messed up. He didn't take the situation and be like, I'm going to be more safe. I, I need to figure out how to deal with all this. He just took the turn for worse. As we all know, um, in most cases, when we grow up and we're dealing with like abuse of family or abuse of friends or relationship and all that, sometimes people overcome it. But in this case and many others, Instead of overcoming it and trying to, like, survive and be better from it, he decided to take his own dark turn for the worse. So, the reason why they call Mansoor the train killer is because he killed at least 32 children, who were mostly boys, and also he had accomplices with him, at least six. And what they like to do was lure the little boys or whoever on the moving train, rape and torture them. And he would either throw them off a moving train or so they can get hit with a train on the tracks 
or he buried them alive, or they threw them in the Nile River. He is originally from the Garbia area of Egypt, so a lot of those murders took place there, but he also traveled throughout the country and went to well-known cities such as Alexandria, and he avoided the police for over seven years. I can't believe that, but unfortunately in different countries, it's just the crime rate can be so high that they they can't keep track of all these people who are doing the murders and kidnapping and all that. Um, and unfortunately, too, as well, a lot of these children, they were street kids. Um, they were basically orphans, and there was no one around to claim them. So when some of these children died, it was probably within the seven years that they were found. So they were probably buried and thrown in the river and on the train tracks and just no one didn't notice until eventually a body will pop up. And also too, what I think is really fucked up is he adopted the name of the man who tortured him, Al Torbini. So as you can see, he was really just messed up in the head I believe he was just thinking, you know what? I I can't take this no more. I'm going to get my revenge. So I feel like I should torture these children. Because I want to somehow, in a weird way, basically take control of these children by doing unto them what Al did to him. Which is... that. Oh, I hate this, that that happens a lot. You hear a lot when people in cases, these serial killers and all that, who just did the worst to people, but they have a certain pattern. They're doing that only because they were taught at an early age or it happened to them. So this is unfortunately one of those cases where it happened to him, it messed him up, you know what? I'm not going to let him feel like he took control of me. Let me take care of the control of these boys. So that way I feel like I'm always in charge. So what finally led to him being captured was, I guess, two of his accomplices. They were being really messy about raping and killing some children around the train track in the early 2000s. And the police were able to easily find the two. And when they found him and took them for questioning, they quickly said, Mansoor, he's our leader. He told us to do this. Just kept putting him out there. And then also as well, the police also got in contact with Mansoor's brother, which he was fabricated. Like, he did not know. He was like, my brother, he's quiet. He's calm. I can't believe he committed these crimes. And he was also loved by his neighbors who pitied him because they thought because of the incident that happened to him when he was young that he was, quote-unquote, slow mentally. And they just were surprised. Like, how was he even capable of presenting himself? They had all these different personas to everybody. He manipulated people. And nobody knew. He was 
a true psychopath. But many things about this case is just overwhelming. The 32 victims that they knew of, only 15 bodies were found. But his accomplices promised to let the police know, like, hey, this here's the other 17 bodies. And they were scattered throughout the country, specifically, I believe, eight cities across Egypt. So it was very hard because, like I mentioned earlier, in different countries, the crime rate is so high that they lose track on certain things. And it's harder to convict these murderers, kidnappers, or what have you. Now, when I was doing research, just to sum it up, which I think is really, really fucked up, was the nature of these crimes. They were so perplexing. Um, Across Egypt, due to the shock or the callous disinterest in the lives of the street kids, people started nicknaming him after things, such as a car, store signs, even sandwiches. He was responsible for 32 children's lives. And the society felt like, well, they were only street kids. They weren't that important. They were long gone dead before anything. They did not ask to be here. No one asked to be here. So it just just kills me. This is like a around-the-world type of thing. Like, people see street kids in general, see orphans. They see these children like they're unwanted. And that's just not fair. No child should grow up feeling like at an early age that they're just not good enough. They can't do anything to earn anybody's love. And it just kills me. And another thing about this case that I found really disturbing and also showing that he does not take accountability for his actions. He actually told authorities that he felt like he was possessed by a female gen or aka a spirit that compelled him to rape and kill these children even though he told the police that he really enjoyed it. And finally, he was convicted of the murder, and he was sentenced to death, and this was back in 2006, and they executed him by hanging on December 16th, 2010. And then I guess nowadays in Egypt, if there's another person out there just murdering a lot of children, they are deemed the new... Turbini, basically a dark testament to his awful legacy. I know this is really hard for you guys, but we're at the end. Um, I just never knew about this case, but I'm just familiar in general. Like I mentioned, there are so many children around the world that just getting traded in for sex trafficking to help do people's bidding, like selling drugs and god knows what this is why i hope one day this world can come together and shut this shit down because our children of the future should not have to go through this at all
this is a crazy world we live in and we just need to we need to correct some shit so i hope i reached out to a lot of people um like i mentioned earlier i want to make these true crimes not necessarily for enjoyment and excitement i want to do these episodes to show people anything can happen to anyone and there's so many cases that go around that i feel like the more we talk about these cases the more we try to figure out why these things happen the better we can prevent them so i'm just going to keep on searching for more cases discuss them and hopefully we can do something eventually in the future to decrease all this craziness going around in the world. So once again, this is your girl Lissy Show. Make sure you tune on on Sunday. This Sunday will be another story. I'm trying to do where Sunday story, Tuesday's meditation, and Thursdays are true crimes. Once again, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me. Make sure you subscribe to me. Do some downloads. Just keep my show going and going so that way we can reach as many people as possible. And if you have any questions, concerns, recommendations, anything, email me at imakeyoushiver at gmail.com. Once again, that's imakeyoushiver at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night.